Hi guys and girls, welcome to episode 133 of the Spartans in Pajamas podcast. I'm your host, Loz, and as always, we have Dolph. Hello. We have Star. Hello. And we've got Bob's. Hello. We may have Loka Spark momentarily. In a, in a bit. Soon I think TM. Going down, apparently. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> so. I'm trying to think what happened between the last podcast and this podcast. Um, not a great deal, really. Before. No, I, I, I think. Pretty slow, shitty week. Fortnite, fuck me. Yeah, work, doing RP, not sleeping very well. Work, RP, not sleeping very well. Rinse and repeat. <laughs> yeah, sounds about right. So, work, eat, RP, repeat. Yep. Who needs sleep? Well, I know the other day I rolled into work on Friday with four hours sleep. Oh, I've been there. I've been there. I didn't even know why. I tried to sleep and just couldn't switch off. Yep. So, yeah, annoying. How's your week been then, Dolph? Or Fortnite, should I say? Uh, Yeah, it's been okay. I mean... Been one of those weeks. I've been hyper fixating on different things. Pain in the mm. ass. I get into one thing like I'm bored of this. Go play something else. Oh no, no, I'm enjoying this. Oh, getting bored. I go back to what I was originally doing. I think that's my issue at the moment. Um, I got so much to RP, and I don't really have anything I want to play because uh, PUBG brings out the saltiness in me, and until I get a new graphics card, I ain't really competitive enough to play other games and stuff so i'm just kind of like holding pattern at the moment although i downloaded goat simulator 3 for my xbox so we'll see how that goes nice mm-hmm. i'll be should be good fun chaos apparently it's four play cop as well which we'll have a four or three i think they went with three play cop just because it was janky and funny yeah, it, it's it's not a fair. I mean, three games. Hmm. Even when oh yeah, we skipped two completely, good just because. Yeah. <laughs> I was a uh, star bin then. Yeah, come on over here. Yeah, I've been I've been good, thank you. I've had a good um couple of weeks of work, getting ready for the end of term. Mm-hmm. Some children um, off for the six weeks. Some children still in. All good. It's all good. Keeping the dolphin check. You're not doing a very good fucking job with that. Why am I not? Because you don't. Excuse me. <laughs> and then, uh, Bob, how have you been? Um, yeah, been better. Mum's back at Chesterfield, so. That's good. All good. All good. Um, so we're just waiting to see now how long she's got to stay in before they take the pot off and put her a boot on and let her come home. It's been about two weeks now, I think. Well, that's good. So, yeah, we're getting there. We're getting there. Good, good. And you? How have you been? Like I said, just tired. More than no, I didn't have the boy last week for a bit. Mm. Uh, went down to his mother's, so 
then this week we've just been chilling out mostly. Uh, we're going to Metal Hall tomorrow. And go spend some money. <laughs> Possibly. And, um, you know, just enjoy ourselves. Just go and have a day out. Yeah. But other than that, it's just been business as usual. Alright, shall we work on some uh, topics then? Yeah, why not? Start attacking these um, poo pigs. The what? Topics. Uh, got a mouthful of sandwich. So. Uh -huh. so, first topic is from the New York Post.com. Now, you may remember a. About a month ago, we did speak about some person who defaced the Colosseum in Rome. It turns out, another tourist has done it. Fucking well done. Can't just leave shit alone. Another tourist has defaced the Colosseum. A Swiss girl carved her initials into the iconic amphitheatre, less than a month after another tourist suddenly defaced the ancient landmark with his and his fiancé's names. Police have launched an investigation after Italian tour guide David Battaglino I'll probably butcher that name, I do apologise a video of the unidentified 17-year-old girl carving the letter N into the wall The footage posted on Twitter by the Italian news agency ANSA shows the blonde girl whose face is blurred using an object to carve the letter before she backs off amid the attention It is the first time I have managed to film an act of vandalism at the Colosseum but in six years I have seen dozens he told the news outlet there are also those who rip off parts of the wall. They even spat on me once for scolding a boy. Jesus Christ. You got a lot of scrolling yet. Yeah. Uh, the guy said he t kept talking to his tour group as he recorded the clueless team to face in the Coliseum. After a few seconds, my group applauded me to her in English. Do you want applause? A young girl understood that she had ended up in the crosshairs of those who protect art and turned away to get towards her family. He said he told the girl's parents that she, what she had done was illegal and claimed they blew him off with a gesture of annoyance. You give him the finger. Just a little girl. She wasn't doing anything wrong, the parents told him. What? Pataglino said he snapped a photo of the whole family and notified authorities. He questioned them at the police headquarters. The team could face up to five years of high bars and a fine of up to 15,000 euros or $17,000 for damaging cultural property, according to the reports. It's like, what, £14,000-ish? About, about fourteen grand, yeah, give or take. The incident comes on the heels of a similar act of vandalism at the site. Ivan Dimitrov, a 27-year-old Bulgarian-born fitness trainer living in Bristol, England, was caught on video. He allegedly used a key to etch Ivan and Haley, 23, into the 2,000-year-old UNESCO World Heritage Site. He later offered a bizarre apology to the mayor, to the mayor Roberto Galtieri, which he begged for forgiveness and claimed he didn't know how old the Colosseum, completely by Emperor Titus in 80 AD, when he was committing the act. That doesn't fucking matter. It's a deep embarrassment that only after regrettably happened did I learn of the antiquity of the moment, he wrote. Through these lines, I would like to address my heartfelt and honest apologies to the Italians and to the whole world for damaging caused by an asset, which, in fact, is the heritage of all humanity. Do you know what 
I feel they should have. They should have signs in all languages going, hey, if you deface this um, monument, you get in jail. This is a uh, protected heritage site and therefore suffers a law um, law punishment for defacing or fucking up such um, monuments. Yeah, I'm going to poke a massive hole in your logic there. Not everyone reads. But it's there then. People can tell them. And if they don't do it, it's like, well, the sign's right there. You just fucked up. So how many times, say, in, in your workplace, for example, if you've put a sign on the bar and they've gone, yeah, I'll have that, please. And it's like, sign's there. We don't have it. Oh. Or, you know, you put a sign on the bar just saying, cash only, uh, the car machine's down. And they go, can I pay my card? No, because the car machine's down. There's a sign right in front of the till. Yeah, I get them, but then there's also people that don't um, and you'll get this, Dolph. <clears throat> they go into every pub and expect them to have the same loadout of beers. Oh, yeah. Well, do you have this? Because we're a pub, real ale pub. Well, they had it in the other pub, but we're not yeah, that pub. Not a pub. Yeah, we're not that pub. Oh, you do Stella? No, we don't do it anymore. What kind of pub is this? It's a, a pub that doesn't do Stella. Exactly. <laughs> you could say that. Yeah, a pub that doesn't do fucking Stella. And they're like, oh, the pub down the road just said, oh, I, I, I really honestly just can't say, well, fuck off down the road then. Sorry, well. You want Stella, fuck off down the road. Hmm. So that reminded me. There's, there's a reason why we don't do Stella or Foster's anymore, is because uh, they put the price of the barrels up and the company I work for has gone, nah, fuck it, we'll just get something else in. Yeah. Because it well. turned out the price that they were charging for the barrel. Because we use 11s, not 22s. Yep. Uh, we'd have to put... Well, we would have to have put the Stella and up to about 550, 560 just to break even or make a little bit of profit. And when it's already like 450, 460 already, people are not going to spend nearly £6 for a pint of Stella. No. Our most expensive uh, commercial one that isn't Lafay is 485 Hmm. Left face five twenty five. We do Peroni. That's five forty. But that's um, almost on par with um some of our bottled recorded exciters. So what would Fosters go up to then? Well, our Fosters used to be about I think about four fifty. Fucking hell for fizzy piss. Um, that's awful. Yeah, and that was also one of the barrels we don't do no more because that was also got put up in price. So we got that. Fuck Fosters as well. Our carving is under four pounds still. Mm. <laughs> but um ours is four pound ten. Yeah, despite that though, we're still one of the cheapest in the era. Hmm. Was well, so are we actually? Yeah, we do Carlsberg at three twenty. Uh I think our Guinness is four pound ten. I think ours is four twenty five off my head. But, um, yeah, get back to your point, though. It's like, but the sign's there. They choose to ignore it. That's on them. Yep. They get the repercussions. Many people would look at it and go, oh, shit, actually, that's not. And then the truly stupid get the Darwin Award and the fucking fine and the jail time. Yep. And the I didn't read it defense or I didn't know it was their defense doesn't count. Because it's there. Yeah. So when it was raining, our floors are relatively new, so we put wet floor signs out. And people are like, oh, what if I fall? I can't read. I'm like, well, the sign's there, it doesn't matter. But what if I can't read? It's like, 
Don't matter. Sign Don't matter. Yeah, the sign said doesn't matter. What if I'm blind? Well, then you trip over the sign. That's <laughs> what I said. I wasn't having it. The sign. Oh, I'm just you for you. No, you can't because <laughs> you, should, you, you should have. Um, could be coming in without a C and I dog or whatever. Or have a cane. Mm-hmm. Well, it was a regular just being a bit pedantic, so. I was like, yeah, you just trip out the sign if you're blind. Uh-huh. Well, I think I said, oh, you wouldn't see it coming or something like that. I don't know. I was, I was being a bit of a shit, to be honest. But it was, it was just funny. But yeah, put the signs up. It's on them. Then, if they don't fucking re- read it, if they ignore it, because it's not a defence, though. People can't. Um, People can't sue you if they slip on a wet floor, if you have a wet floor sign out. Even if yeah. they never saw that wet floor sign. Because it's there. So if they fall and crash and they go, oh, I'm going to sue, and they point out the fact, so well, that wet floor sign has been there the entire time and you ignored it. It's easily done. It's easily shown. Like, like, oh, no, it won't. You just put it there and said, oh, can I want to check my CCTV? Yeah, so the CCTV will beg <laughs> to differ. I'll argue against that. Like, you got CCTV, yeah? Oh, where's your sign to your CCTV? On the wall there, smile. You're on camera. Hmm. You'd be like, okay, and I just pick it up on the floor. I'm fine, honestly. I'm just faking it. Yeah, fuck off, you prick. Oh, no, hang on. No, we need to come and take this to court because, you know, if you're going to sue our company, we need to count sue. Uh-huh. Can we just get your details, sir? <laughs> so we, uh... Move on to the next topic. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this one is Bob's. If Bob doesn't want to read it out, I could do it for her. Okay. <laughs> oh God. Well, I suppose it's better than watching fucking Jeremy Kyle. Well, yeah. Jeremy Vile. I mean, pissing in my own eyes would be uh, more fun than watching Jeremy Kyle. <laughs> Oh, it's from the mirror.co.uk. Yes, the weirdest things people have left in hotel rooms. So, I've seen one of the pictures on the on the link before we press it in, and I'm very, very. This is like how, just how, why, and how. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't know. So, travelers have been leaving behind things in hotel rooms for a very long time now, but some items are in particularly strange and would leave housekeepers crying with laughter or hiding in fear. Millions of people stay in hotels each year across the UK, whether it be for a brief stop or a long-term holiday. But some unlucky travellers might arrive back home to find they've left one of their key possessions behind. It might be something rather innocuous, like a spare pen or travel size shampoo, but on rare occasions you might find they've you've left something behind either incredibly valuable or just plain weird. Travel Lodge regularly reveals the strangest items guests have left behind in their hotel rooms, and they include some incredibly unusual items. For example, back in 2014, someone decided to leave their pet tarantula in the hotel room. Fucking why is that even there? The spider was called Hercules and had his own little personalised travel box. Don't care. Nope. 
podcast. You know what I did. Skip forward five years and housekeepers in Cardiff stumbled across a gingerbread village complete with all of its residents. What? <laughs> Must have been a Christmas day then. It's, it's got to be. It's got to be. Travel Lodge spokesperson Shakila Ahmed previously said each year our lost and found inventory reports provide plenty of revelations from deeds to a two million house to a set of 24-carat gold Indian gods and Virtue Motor, Virtue Mobile Phone, right through to a pet tarantula in even exclusive yogurt flavours, no idea, which have not even been launched to the public. It's evident what a cross-section of people stay in our hotels. It's fucking bizarre. <laughs> What is becoming evident after speaking to our customers is that the the pace of life has become so fast and we're so eager to get from A to B that valuable possessions are forgotten on the way. Some of the strange things left behind in the hotel rooms include a premarital agreement, a tarantula. How do you forget that? I don't know. A wooden foot. How do you forget that? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> well, I'd like to stand on. What the fuck? No clue. Uh, a, a life-size cardboard cutout of Joey Essex. Don't know who that is. Don't give a shit. A suitcase full of Prince George memorabilia. Okay. A five-foot unicorn made from flowers. Now, that one's pretty hard to forget. Yeah, I'm gonna say that's gonna be in. That's gonna be looming in the room. You got the thing, yeah. You got the unicorn, yeah. Got the unicorn. I took, took, yeah. I think I took it out earlier. Yeah. On the train, where's my unicorn? Oh fuck! A Persian chinchilla cat. Right. No idea how you could forget your cat, because surely you did check it's in its carry box. Yep. A 65-year-old bonsai tree. Mm, possibly, if you leave it. Uh, yeah. Bonsai yeah, trees by me um, rather small. Yeah. The gingerbread village with all of its residents. Once again, that would be quite large, so how? An urn with father's ashes. You're a bad kid. You're a fucking bad kid. How the fuck do you forget your father's ashes? God knows. I don't know. Really don't know. So, but while these may be some of the strangest items left behind, there's one clear winner from the most commonly forgotten item. Mobile phone charges are most often left by travellers, although the actual phones themselves are a close second. Books, teddy bears and toiletry bags made up the top five items left behind in travel lodge rooms. Yeah, I can believe that. I can believe that. Yeah. Travel Lodge said it usually contacts guests if anything is left behind in their hotel rooms. If they're not collected within three months, they are donated to the British Heart Foundation charity. Hello, yeah, British Heart Foundation. Um, do you want some ashes of a dead guy? We, we're giving yeah. away that today. We've got loads of these. Also, do you want a, uh, a giant five-foot fucking unicorn or a tarantula? We've got shitloads. Yeah. What's going on? Yeah, it's that unicorn and flowers. You want it? I don't know what you can do with it, but you can do something. I mean, if you've got a spider food and I like arachnophobia, I don't think the last thing you want for British Heart Foundation charity is a fucking spider. Do you want Definitely a wooden not. foot? Wooden foot, anyone? Wooden foot? <laughs> mm-hmm. 
don't, I, honestly, I don't know how you'd forget your pet, somebody's ashes, or an actual part of your body that you need. Yeah, and the wooden foot thing, that, that's, that, what, how? <laughs> Do we know if it's a prosthesis, or is it just a natural, just a wooden foot, like an ornament? It's just a list. It's just a, a wooden foot. So, so let's go under the assumption it's a prosthesis of sorts. Yeah, would that means do they have like a sports mode or a casual mode foot on? <laughs> Did they forget this one? It was like the collection of foots. Yeah. Is that one of those um add-ons where it's like with the foot is like it's one of the don't fuck with me, I'll beat you with my foot. Yeah. Hmm. Like the wooden foot could be for like casual and then you've got the I've got to punch you in the face with my foot. <laughs> You got the one that looks more realism, so you can wear sandals or Crocs or something. Maybe the one that you can wear heels with. I don't fucking know. It's just weird. 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 We're playing weird. Well, you're a bad kid if you leave your fucking parents' ashes. I'm just going to say that one right now. I'm sat here chilling out eating popcorn this week. I, I am just so casual because when you get to later on... You're going to see how little we have to talk about a certain thing and how chilled out me and Dolph are because of it. <laughs> because fuck me. I, I'm just... I'm kind of done at this point. <laughs> so yeah, if I yeah. sound far away and I, I don't care that much, it's because I'm eating popcorn and I won't be too close to the mic. Uh, sweet or salty? Mm, salty, these ones. Ooh. Yeah. Cinema sweet. Great. Uh, pops, butter flavour, amazing. Otherwise, salted. Because it's simple. You can't fuck up salted. You can't fuck mm. up the other flavours. Mm. We might have an incoming lurker soon as well. <clears throat> yeah. Ow. Do you want to do Lego Cafe next while I finish my pasta? Okay. Did I actually put the link down for this, or did I just say it was like a pasta? No, you think you, I think you did do a link. Aha. Uh -huh. so this is from the star.co.uk. Uh, and this is close. Um, so Builders Brew... Uh, oh, for fuck's sake. I don't want to subscribe! Fuck you! Builders Brew... A one-of-a-kind Lego cafe opens in Sheffield City Centre families and unique date nights. So, Builders Brew on East Parade opposite Sheffield Cathedral allowed little ones and grown-ups alike to push the limits of their creativity. James Beach, who runs Builders Brew with his wife Laura, said, I loved Lego growing up. I bought my children up on Lego too. I thought having a dedicated Lego cafe would be cool and a good idea to bring to Sheffield. It doesn't exist anywhere else. Let's scroll down. What makes us different is we're not just for families. We're open in the evenings for people who come after work, on date nights or after university. Then at weekends we have many families coming. We also differ because the focus is on all the sets you can choose to build rather than just having bits of trays of Lego. The cafe has hundreds of sets and thousands of bricks to work with, including popular Lego sets um, 
such as Star Wars or Harry Potter for the themes. Uh, visitors choose from around uh, those of around 300 pieces, which can take around an hour to assemble, or larger sets. There are also Duplo sets for children age 18 months and over, and vintage st- uh, sets as well. Freestyle trays where people can build blocks from uh, are also available. So yes, guys, you can build a Lego penis. Uh, James added, we've been shopping for the cafe for quite a while now to get a good range of sets. That was one of the most important and fun parts. There's something suitable for everyone with our main range uh, open to people aged from 4 to 94. Butters Brew is open from 10am to 10pm on the weekends and then 6 till 10 on weekdays. Times will change during the school holidays. It costs £3 an hour to build per person and food is available to purchase as well. So, when the school holidays hit, because Prez has finished his um, GCSEs in school now, but when the uh, actual um, school holidays hit and that becomes available, I will probably book us a table and go and spend a couple of hours there. And then build something. I don't think you can take the sets with you. It's like, cool, you can just go and build things. So it'd be interesting to let him have uh, that kind of fun experience. And the fact that you can can take uh, people with you um, who might want to do this as well, who are like date night kind of focus. It's really cool. And it's not that far. Hour on the bus. 20 minutes on the train. So, I might have some date nights. <laughs> we'll go and build Lego. Well, that was cool. Also, I'd like to welcome Spark from popping up. Hello. Hello. Sorry, a bit croaky and TV on in the background. That's all right. Oh, for fuck's sake, I've just seen what you guys wrote in the fucking podcast topics. Yeah, puns. <clears throat> Questionable pun uh, detected. Mm. So, so oh, next one, if Bob's finished her pasta, would be uh, the toe wrestling. Oh, yes. If not, I can move that down. Hmm. I need to make some crinkly noises while I put my bag away. Move down, okay. Okay, move it out. moving it down. So the next one's me, so... Let me find the fucker. Ow. Alright, that's, that's all the rustling done now. I've ate my popcorn. Hey. This is from unilad.com. Um, so recently they released, um, set photos of Hugh Jackman and Ryan Reynolds as Deadpool and Wolverine, and it looks amazing. And then fucking, wouldn't you believe it, um, they're saying now that it's going to be shut down indefinitely. 
for Deadpool 3. So it says it's already been five years since Ryan Reynolds last brought Deadpool to our screens. But fans might now have to wait even longer for his return as the movie has shut down production indefinitely. The shutdown comes in the wake of the announcement yesterday, July 13th, the Screen Actors Guild of America, uh, American Federation of TV and Radio Artists, SAG-AFTRA, will be joining the Hollywood Writers' Strike. Though a lot of actors have joined the writers' picket line in recent months, the latest move marks the first time in 63 years that Hollywood writers and actors are striking at the same time. Actors jumped in the action after the announcement with um, stars of Oppenheimer, including Emily Blunt, Matt Damon, Cillian Murphy, Florence Pugh, leaving in the movie's premiere in London. Deadpool 3 is one of uh, many productions impacted by the strike, with the creators having stopped filming uh, as actors take to the picket line. The uh, film was set to arrive in less than a year's time on May the 3rd, 2024, so it would have been just after my 39th birthday. But uh, with production now halted indefinitely, it's unclear when the release date, uh, whether the release date will be impacted, most likely. Around 160,000 performers, including actors, hosts, DJs, are represented by SAG-AFTRA Union, which shared its decision to strike after failure to reach new agreement on contracts. Uh, Duncan Crabtree Island, the uh, National Executive Director and Chief Negotiator, said in a statement, Today we embark on a new important chapter for our union's history. Earlier this morning, the SAG-AFTRA National Board convened following four weeks of negotiation with the Alliance of Motion Picture and Television Producers in a meeting. Because the AMPTP remains unwilling to offer fair deal on key issues uh, essential to protecting livelihoods and working of actors and performance, uh, SAG... What the fuck? Alright, okay, I'm going to read that again because that didn't make any sense. Earlier this morning, comma, uh, this is actually there, following uh, SAG after National Board convened after follow, uh, four weeks of negotiation with the Alliance of Motion Picture Television Producers in the meeting, in, in a meeting, comma, because of the AMTP remains unwilling to offer a fair deal on key issues to protect the livelihoods of working actors and performers full stop end of sentence what the fuck does that mean are they saying that they're striking or they just had a meeting that doesn't give me anything although the line after just said sag after as a national board unanimously voted to issue a strike order against the studios and streamers. Mm. But why why have this paragraph that has nothing to it and then go, oh, by the way, here's the thing that you needed. Fucking ah, down! I hate, I hate, I hate people who write for fucking anything in news articles these days. They have a fuck up the grammar, they have a fuck up the spellings or they do shit like this that could have gone on the same fucking paragraph and it would have made more sense because every time I 
you start a new paragraph, you pause. And it kind of didn't make sense, so I was reading it anyway. Because literally it says, because the AMTP remains unwilling to offer a fair deal on key issues essential to protecting the livelihoods of working actors and performers. That is literally a statement leading up to the next line, which is two fucking lines down. It's not even connected to it. It... mm. (sighs) Yes, I don't read very well at times and I fuck up, but that wasn't me. That fucking hurt. They hit return after performers left a space and carried on. It's like, fuck you. If this is about space on your website, don't do that shit because it's fucking annoying. <sighs> anyway. I'm going to use a paragraph. Is a t- change of time, change of place, or change of person speaking. Mm. The thing is, though, it was the same people. It was the same people. It was them delivering their results of their st- fucking meeting. The whole paragraph above would actually make sense if that was on the end of the paragraph. Not a fucking separate line. I'm sorry, I've gone into a rant tangent because I didn't do well at English. My grammar and stuff was shit, but even I can recognise that's fucked. The Deadpool shutdown comes just days after fans of the film were treated to a first look at the upcoming instalment with images showing Ryan Reynolds uh, suited up as Deadpool and his longtime frenemy Hugh Jackman decked out in the Wolverine suit. By the way, it's the yellow and blue X-Men cartoon Wolverine suit. Nice. So, we're looking good. Uh, Ryan hasn't commented on the strike at this time of writing at the 14th of July. Uh, though he's previously shared excitement for Jackman to join him in the movie series, telling Collider that it was beyond any dream uh, I would ever be in... What? Beyond any dream I would ever be audacious enough to have. There we go. That actually made sense. I just fucked up the beginning. Hopefully fans won't have to wait too much longer than expected to see the dream become a reality. I'm angry. I'm just, I'm just angry at that whole fucking article now because of that one paragraph. How to tilt laws in one easy fucking paragraph. Make the end of it a fucking separate sentence. Is Bob back or shall I move the next move it down before? Well, I ran for a good five minutes, so hopefully she's finished. Otherwise, uh, we'll be coming back from gaming to uh, talk about this. Sorted. Okay. I also realised that my phone was not on mute this entire time. So that would have been fun if it had just gone off randomly during the fucking podcast. (laughs) It would have deafened you all because it was within five feet of my mic. Um, so this one is from the mirror.co.uk. Yes, this is my other weird news because obviously we have, yeah, thumb wrestling, you have arm wrestling, like just normal wrestling. But then, Mud wrestling. wrestling. Hmm. Can I just thank you, Bob, for also finding us some weird and wonderful because 
the last like five or six podcasts have just been mundane and it's nice to have a change of pace not so much mundane it's rather um um only based yeah not so much yeah. That. It's, it's, it's been mainly sane shall we say mm-hmm. yeah. we need a bit of daft mm-hmm. i always have to find the weird things it's fine you I, found just, I just haven't found <laughs> anything for a while and then all of a sudden pro mm-hmm. wrestling <laughs> Okay. Well then, Bob, lead us into it. Ben Woodroth became enamoured with the wacky sport after his parents took him to watch a competition when he was a teenager. He's been obsessed ever since. A railway worker has been crowned the world champion of toe wrestling 20 years after taking up the bizarre sport. It is very odd. It's, it's very, very odd. So, Ben Woodrow, he's only 34. It's not like he's an old bloke. He's 34. So, he started toe wrestling when he was, what, 14? Something like that? Yeah. I, I don't know, but uh, what's... what's the, don't look at the photo below, because... Uh. Mm-hmm. So, Ben Woodroff, 34, had his toenails surgically removed to give him an, adva- an advantage in the hugely competitive sport. Like, is, that, is that legal? That I, don't, I don't know, but it sure is fucking weird. He went toe-to-toe uh... With the 17-time world champion to win the crown following years of training and broken bones. Ben fell in love with the unusual sport, age 14, when his parents took him to watch a competition. He spent the next two decades perfecting his technique to compete in the World Toe Wrestling Championship. And his dream finally paid off when he beat reigning champ Alan Nasty Nash to claim the title. For fuck's sake. <laughs> the wacky sport has similar rules to arm wrestling and fa- was founded in a pub in Wetton, Derbyshire. Of course hey, Derbyshire, we've got fucking crazy shit. <laughs> I mean, I kind, of, I kind of expected that this kind of wacky shit to have you found in a fucking pub. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Barry, I bet you I can fucking beat you with my toes. Fuck yeah. (laughs) This is even weird. It quickly gained worldwide interest with US ice cream company Ben & Jerry's buying the trademark in 2000. Bob, you still there? Yeah. Sorry, you said in 2000. You cut off. You said 2000 and it cut off, yeah. Yeah. 2006. You can't Um, keep it straight, can you? The word, the the sport, (laughs) bizarre foot competitors knocking toes on the toadium. fuck's sake. They try to pin their opponent's foot to a wooden plank. Ben is known as the. Total destruction and has had both his big toenails surgically removed to give him 
a competitive edge. <clears throat> the railway worker from Walsall, West Midlands, said, I used to watch toe wrestling with my parents. I'm not the world's most athletic person around, so I thought, what can I do sitting down? Pretty much anything to... but fucking toe wrestling. <laughs> I've done it pretty much every year since, unless injury has stopped me. Being the toe wrestling world champion feels like being an Olympian. All right, baby. And I All right, buddy. All right. I've won a gold medal. Good for you. <laughs> it's not very often you can say to someone that you're a world champion of something. <clears throat> ben trains for competitions using a toe stretcher, which works out the ligaments between the toes. The gruelling bouts can last up to two hours and broken bones are part and parcel of the sport. But can he pick up pens with his toes? Don't know. It's exactly like arm wrestling. However, you compete on the toadium and you've got two upright planks, said Ben. So it's not like arm wrestling. Toes away! And you start your battle. You want to push your opponent's foot onto the plank. It's got a lot harder, but you're using similar sort. It's a lot harder, but you're using similar sort of muscles. You gain a lot of power from your core. Oh. You obviously have to have strong legs. You need to be strong-willed. It's unbelievable the strength that some people have in their toes. <laughs> A few years ago, I realised that my toenail was causing me problems and pushing into my skin, so I got them removed. It's competitive. I'm competitive. You have to be as a world champion. As with any contact sport, you have to be careful of hygiene too. There can be fungal infections, verrucas or warts. So you get FTDs. And that's all. FTDs, foot transmitted diseases. Yep. <laughs> fucking this guy is fucking crazy. Everyone who does this is fucking mental. So he said he had his uh, big toenails and his surgical removed. Yeah. I wonder who foot the bill for that one. Oh fuck off. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> But yeah, who'd who'd have thought toe 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 wrestling as a Olympic sport? He feels uh, like an Olympian. You you gotta wonder when they hurt their feet, who foots the bill for that? Yeah. I mean, do they have a union? Is it like toe wrestling union? Or I just don't know. I don't know. Is there any? Is there any like fucking daft comments for this? Nobody commented on this. What the fuck? What? It's crazy people. Yeah, crazier people that didn't fucking talk about it. Mm. Oh my god. Then... Fucking spark. Yeah. It's difficult to get your foot in the door. <laughs> they say they say you've got to um. 
pin the pin the foot on the other side. How far is that? Two feet. That's uh, everything for tonight, guys. Thank you for listening to Spars and Pajamas. The world dead. Goodbye. <laughs> Fuck's sake. <laughs> oh. Fucking. <laughs> yeah. Oh, should we start running to something different? <sighs> Uh, where was it? I've gone past it, haven't I? Uh, fuck. So we we got like one more general topic and then we're hitting the game stuff. Yeah. So this is from ScreenGeek.net. I think they said .com then. So Bob Iger is reportedly prepared to sell Disney. Ooh. Mm. Oh, go away. Uh, Bob Iger was recently put back in charge as the CEO of Disney. According to new rumours, however, he could be preparing to sell Disney following their current financial situation. Obviously, this is surprising news. Disney has gradually made its way to the top of the entertainment food chain. The acquisitions include Pixar, Marvel and Lucasfilms, but as noted by Bloomberg, Iger could be considering the opposite with decisions to sell Disney altogether. Rumour follows as he puts the company's television assets up for sale. It looks like the company's streaming goals with Hulu and Disney Plus haven't quite been hitting their mark. In fact, their stream business is expected to register a loss of $800 million in the company's just-ended third quarter. Ouch. Here's what was stated about the rumour regarding this consideration to sell Disney to Apple. Rumours have long swelled since... Uh, rumours have long swelled that Iger will be, end up selling Disney to Apple. It's still hard to imagine Iger selling Disney to anyone. He was always a builder, not a seller. But Bob the Builder is doing a lot more than cutting this time around. Can he fix it? Probably not. Hmm. Silver Insider is confirmed to have heard the rumours as well as shared below. So, on Twitter, Grace Randolph has said, This is a rumour I'm hearing as well. Not happening like tomorrow, but it's now in the realm of possibility. I am very against Disney being owned by another company. I would prefer they remain independent and fix their current issues. Obviously, a transaction of this size wouldn't happen immediately, but in the world where MGM and Warner Brothers have been involved with massive mergers, it certainly seems like a possibility. We'll just have to see what happens going forward, but it will no doubt change the environment. Sorry, it will no doubt change the in- entertainment industry forever going forward. As one might be able to imagine, this would give Apple a massive advantage with their streamer services. Especially and the if consumer. Could... Yeah. <laughs> especially if they could add properties like Marvel and Star Wars to their catalogue. One can only imagine what this means for the technological side of things as well. The funny thing is, though, right? <sighs> Either Sony or Microsoft could um, buy Disney because neither of them actually are fully into the um, what well, the entertainment as such as in entertainment production. Um, Sony, Last of Us, Halo, Xbox. That's like um, what? One franchise each? Yeah. Although you could do Gears of War, you could do uh, God of War, you could do Uncharted. In fact, they did Uncharted films, so that's technically two. Mm. For Sony. It'd certainly be interesting to see what happens, though. Mm, it would be. It's just. I mean. If it goes to Apple, because Apple TVs just it sounds shit, to be honest. I mean, I think the main reason why Disney Plus is 
losing revenue is because there's not really well i mean there much, is there's a lot there, of choice there's, there's a lot of choice on there but there's nothing more new shall we say uh well secret invasion is currently going through at the moment uh guardians 3 will be on in the next couple of weeks because it's just finished at the cinema mm-hmm. um but yeah i think the the issue is, is currently is just it's taking its time Yeah, I need to um, pick up pace a little bit. Yeah. I think the COVID fucked a lot of things. What oh, Disney definitely. need to not do, though, is put their money, the like the streaming service price, up. Because whenever you put that up, you lose people who can't afford to use it anymore. If you make it affordable for everybody, everybody will pick it up because it's like, oh, it's cheap. Why not? Mm-hmm. The fact that they own Disney, uh, or Disney owns Pixar... Marvel and 20th Century Fox, which wasn't in that article. Um, there is quite a lot of TV and programming that is under that banner. Like you can watch anime on there. You can watch uh, like NCIS in its entirety. I think South Park's on Disney Plus as well. So there's a lot of um, there's a lot of shows and stuff that you wouldn't expect to be on a Disney platform that are on there. I mean, I only found out a few months ago that Bleach was on there as well, which is unusual for Disney Plus. Yeah. But, um, like. Yeah, they've got the first couple of um, episodes of season two for Thousand Year Blood War. It's not dubbed yet, but. Mm. Yeah. Whereas, like, with Netflix, it's like, yeah, okay, it has some very good exclusives, but a lot of anime and stuff that it gets, it only gets the first season, it doesn't do very well, and they cancel it. There's a lot of good shows that didn't make it past the first season off Netflix as well, like uh, oh, Lockwood & Co. Quite a good supernatural thing based off books. Only got one season, got cancelled. Uh, Daybreak, based off a, a cartoon series uh, about a zombie apocalypse and children uh, living because of they're like, too young to be affected by this stuff. They only got one season. Um, it's like Netflix isn't willing to commit fully to certain things. When the numbers aren't in their favour, they they all give it a green light and be like, "Well, it didn't do very well." A lot of these seasons, I tend to get better after the first two or three. Yeah, but they don't give it two or three; they give it one and go, "It didn't do very well." That's what I mean. That's why they're losing out. Yeah. Whereas I think the issue with Disney Plus is they're not getting the numbers they expect to be getting. Mm-hmm. So I think they just need to like batten down a bit and then watch that money come back when. Like Marvel kicks back in again because the next, I think the next like Marvel film at the cinema is the Marvels, and that's not until later on in the year. And there's like no big, real Marvel film production coming out next. It's kind of slowed down a bit, so of course people are there just for the Disney uh, Marvel stuff are going to slow down as well. They might cancel and come back, so. I think that's the issue. They're not getting their revenue based on people staying with them all the way through. Yeah. They'll get like little spikes every now and again, I imagine. But um, I think that's the issue, is, is is people in boardrooms making decisions based on uh, stuff like that. There's been many good series fucked by boardroom politics. Uh, Firefly, Stargate Universe, uh, to name a couple. 
you know, interestingly, what I have found, though. What's that? The Halo TV show is uh, getting a second season. Ooh. And principal filming has pretty much been done from what uh, I've heard. So, that this is going to be my little tangent. We can add this as a topic. I am going to talk about, because I bought Halo Season 1 when it was cheap on, uh, on Amazon Prime. And I've rewatched it recently. And I want to tell you the good and bad parts of this Halo TV series. So we'll start with the good parts. All the armor, the weapons, the uh, enemy CG models, uh, the ships, the fights look really, really authentic and like they should do for a live action film uh, or series of that thing. Apart from Cortana, they, they I don't know what the fuck they did with Cortana. That was dumb. Pied off. <laughs> uh, um, but then the bad parts of the uh, Halo show was the fact that the plot barely followed any of Halo. They had 20 plus years of written canon- canonical stories telling that they could use hi welcome back and they didn't use that they made their own story up for halo mm-hmm. and it wasn't great like there's so the halo tv series has the same kind of beats of the halo show there's the mythical halo that in this version of it humanity find out about because of this marker that uh, Master Chief touches and it gives him visions that also shows him he wasn't um, an orphan that he had parents at one point and he was kidnapped in the night and taken away which is in the books that yes he was kidnapped and replaced by uh, defective clones which would then die of complications um, later on in life so there wasn't any questions um, but that's like pretty much the only bit of Halo lore that's stuck. Mm. Uh, Miranda Keys is a scientist doing alien language and shit. She's not a commander. Uh, Captain Keys seems to be some high up head of the UNSC. He wasn't. He was just a ship captain. Um, there's no Sergeant Johnson at all. Um, that's disappointing. Paragonsky, who was uh, Oni from the books... Paragonsky from the books is in there, but they didn't use any of the source material from the books. So they could they, they could have literally done the first season could have been recruiting the Spartans, making blue team, and then Reach being invaded and then getting the armor. That could have been the entire first season. You could have shown Chief's face because it would have made sense because he didn't have the armor then, or you could have had it so it was always in shadow, so you never quite saw his face properly. That was another big pet peeve of everybody who watched the show, was that he showed his face way too much. Because when he's in full armor and that, he looks menacing. The looks he gives to camera kind of work, because you played the video games, you know that look. You know what he's inferring from the look. It's weird. You can you can tell a lot from his helmet just by staring at him. That sounded wrong. Um, but... <laughs> They they um they just 
they just fucked it up, really. They they just needed to do like the like the whole thing from the beginning. I kind of want them to do a retcon and be like season two starts with Cortana waking up and be like, "Oh, okay, I don't I don't like that outcome that I've I've ran a simulation for," and then it just be picking up where she's just been made and. Like she gets introduced to Chief for the first time, that would be better. Because yeah, you could skip Blue Team and the and the whole building of the Spartan uh, unit, because at least Halsey back then in the books took them away and said, "We are going to make you into super soldiers. You are going to fight um, in the insurrection because you are special." And she basically beat it into their heads that they were needed sort of thing that it wasn't a choice but they would be the most pivotal role um in in the what you call it in the war it was a civil war at the time um because you could have that you could have the you could even have contact harvest you could have a whole mini arc of the season where captain uh where sergeant johnson fucking fights the covenant on harvest and escapes because that's canon in the books. Um, you could have him being the washed out super soldier from Project Orion as well. You could hint at that. There's like all these bits and bobs they could have done, and the writers went, No, 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 we're going to do some generic bullshit loosely based on the show. And that's why a lot of people are pissed off because the, the show looks fucking amazing. It doesn't watch amazing though. It's like, all the things they do from like when they zoom in on uh like chief and first person when he's fighting people and you see him like whip his gun around it and shooting things and the count going down and him taking hits and the shield bar depleting a little bit all looks really fucking good it looks like you are in like a cutscene from the game or you are playing it yourself and then they have like oh but chief has to take this pellet out so he can feel emotions in his back or Cortana is going to take over his body and can shut him down at any time. That was a load of bullshit. Because even in the the books, they said he Cortana resides in the armor, not him. So she can affect the armor to uh, boost its functionality and stuff, but she can't control Chief. And in the the TV series, no, no, she can control Chief. She can do it whenever she wants. She can even take over his body and completely suppress his consciousness completely and basically kill him and become him. (laughs) And it's like, did you read any of the source material, people who wrote this? But I think they they came up with some bullshit. It was like, um, so what we are doing is uh, we're doing... It, based on the Halo universe, but we're not following it completely. It's like, no shit. No shit. They could have at least followed it a bit more closely, though. Because hmm. there was, like, so much issue with it. Like, one of the Spartans gets stuck with a plasma grenade and lives. And we all know that that doesn't work. No. Unless you've got armor lock. No, fuck off. Armor lock is bullshit. And if you're stuck... It doesn't matter because these it's adhered to the uh, armor, not your shields. Oh, 
It'd be under the armor. So if anything, you would be a uh, paced and sp- held in suspension for a, a, a quarter of a second before uh, the, the the fucking shield disappeared. So there would be a weird spawn shaped like bloody mess where um, the armor lock was. Like Spartan paste. Yeah. So it's it's like the the canon of some things. Yeah. Like yes, Bungie broke their own canon in places. Like armor lock was bullshit, but that was more like a game thing than it was a a canon thing. And then three four three came along and actually made it canon, so that if you were stuck in your armor locked, it didn't remove the um the thing because grenades went through the shields anyway in in canon of the game because plasma grenades always stuck to people and it always killed them. I know I killed a lot of people with plasma grenades in Halo Three, um so. For them to then, in Halo Reach, go, but if you've got armor lock, it just pings it off. And it's like, nah, 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 nah. Mm-hmm. You're overpowering your shield to make it invincible for a certain amount of time, but that's the shield that's already over the armor. And if the grenades classically go through that armor, that's bullshit. It almost sounds like they're trying to make the armor lock a bit like um, Teflon. Nothing sticks to it. Yeah, but then, mm-hmm. but then like, the... The, like the count was added in like the update playlist where it's like yeah if you're stuck you can't armor lock it off it's like you can still armor lock and destroy vehicles and stuff which was probably the main reason for it and you can like deflect rockets if you armor lock quick enough but um yeah it was it was just I don't know it just fucking fried my head but yeah so my rant about the Halo TV show fucking season 2 needs to be a lot better season 2 needs to be a bit of a retcon if anything, and them stick close to the story. By the end of the first season, they kind of did kill off all these extra characters that didn't really exist in the canon. Although it's Silver Team, it's not Blue Team, and none of these other three Spartans that are with him are any recognisable ones from the canon of the the stories. So, you know, it is what it is. Right, okay, so... I've I finished my rant. We're going to go on to the next topic. I think it's yours as well. It is mine as well, yeah. Sorry. I'm just... <laughs> Lost goes on a tangent. Thanks. I just th- thought I'd check to see if that was in the podcast topics. <laughs> 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 so, hey, um, does anyone remember Gex? Yep, I remember Gex. I used to play the fuck out of the demo. <laughs> so, this is from the escapistmagazine.com. So the Gex trilogy is coming to Switch, PS4, PS5, Xbox Series, and PC. I think I played the third one. I'd need to cover Gecko, if you remember correctly. Uh, today, Limited Run Games, which specializes in physical releases of indie games and re-releases of games of yesteryear, held its Summer Games Showcase. And the event was wall-to-wall curveballs. Among the announcements from Limited Run... Uh, and Square Enix of Gex Trilogy for Nintendo Switch and, you know, all the consoles. Uh, which includes Gex, Gex Enter the Gecko, and Gex 3 Deep Cover Gecko. Uh, have been rebuilt for modern platforms using Limited Run's uh, proprietary Carbon Engine, which ex- uh, exists specifically to port retro games like this one. Hang on, I need to watch the trailer, but I'm going to turn the sound off. Because so I want to see... Um, if it's uh, if it looks any different, or if it's literally just a 
what you call it. Uh, just a, like a, a retro port. Okay. There is absolutely no gameplay on this at all. On this trailer for it. Boo <clears throat> So, Limited Runners show a brief Gex trilogy. Uh, reveal trailer spoofing James Bond's classic fashion. Um, but it reveals absolutely nothing else beside what you read two sentences ago. So I could have just carried on reading and not have to watch the, that to figure out there was fuck all coming. Um, Limited Run says it will share more information about it today, so provide an update if substantial. Okay. I don't see any update on this. This was on July 12th. Um, Gex was originally released by developer Crystal Dynamics and launched on the uh, 3DO PlayStation and Sega Saturn in 1995 as a 2D platformer. Gex entered the Gecko, shifted to 3D platforming in 98, and Gex 3 followed in 1999. After that, the franchise mostly went into hibernation until this magic moment. If you've never played Gex before, uh, or your experience is limited to the old demo discs, you may want to watch out for Gex Trilogy in the near future. So also, um, just to go on a little bit of a tangent, Tomba is coming as well. That was familiar. I think what that's about. Uh, the pink caveman that grabs things by jumping on them. Oh, hazy. You just quickly pause that. But yeah, I remember playing the demo disc for Tomba, and I thought it was pretty cool. It was kind of like, you know how Color Nova was? Where, like, Tomba is um, cool as well. Yeah, because he, like, he, like, pounces on things with his teeth. And, like, like, straddles them, and then, like, you can jump up and, like, throw them, kind of Kirby-esque. Okay. I love Kirby. Mm-hmm. I still gotta finish the new one I got. The Forgotten Isle or whatever it's called, Forgotten Land. Yeah. I need to get it. So I've got it, I just I just haven't really played it. Uh, it looks familiar. Yeah. I think it was called Tomby over here though, not Tomba. I mean I recognise the um the HUD. See, I'm just watching this cartoon reveal trailer. It's oh, not I recognise good... this. What? Yeah, it was definitely called Tomby, though, not Tomba. Yeah, remember the um, the spinning thing around the um, the holes. I remember that in my youth. Yeah, I. Yeah, I remember this. Fuck me. Oh. I'm gonna pause the music on that. Wow, but yeah, just... but you kind of like he'll grab like an enemy and then like pick them up and throw them in like a, a weird spin throw. So it's just what I was just want to watch one of the gameplays. I remember the little um little pig snout thing when you jump on things mm. before you before you love them. I remember that. Oh man! But I like how I remembered the gameplay just from that one thing. It's like jumps on the pounce on the back, jumps up in the air, fucking does a spin, throws them. 
that was Tomby or Tomba as it's called. So yeah, those those two things. Yeah, like I said I just looked at the gameplay and I, I recognised the I recognised the HUD. Mm. Uh, as I scrolled down, I'm like, oh shit, yeah, I might as well mention that as well because people are going to remember Tomby or Tomba. I I remember it being called Tomby though, not Tomba. Yeah, like, a, like the European kind of thing. Hmm. We're gonna just look like Tom B P S one. See if it comes up as. Uh... Okay, Tombi was the Japanese name of it, I think. Pardon me. Tomba redirects here for users. Tomba disambiguation. Tomba also redirects here for villages in Iran. Okay, oh, all right, never mind. I really thought it was called Tomba though. It might have been that I didn't see the A and saw the exclamation mark as an I. Maybe. Oh, uh, the the power version was called Tomba. Yeah. What oh, was the? I I'm not fucking insane then. No, I just just gone to retroemulators.com and the. The PAL version was Tomby. Two eyes? Uh, one eye. Tomby. Oh, yeah. Here we go. Tomby for sale on email. Yeah, okay. I was I was not insane. Tomby one and two. Okay, I'm glad. I'm glad I didn't get that wrong. I like even the the art for Tomby as well. It's claymation on the um, mm. on the 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 UK one. I think it was like uh, for Tomba, it was different. Yeah, I, I, I'm actually kind of glad I remembered that. I remember playing the demo of it. It was pretty cool. Wow, I just went. I just reminisced something fucking fierce. Christ. Should we move on to the next one? Uh, yeah, sorry, I'm just replying to somebody on eBay quickly. So, uh, news on the gaming front coming in the future is Payday 3. Now, I played the fuck out of Payday 2. Really good game. I played a bit of Payday 2, couldn't get into it as much as I wanted to. Yeah, I mean, I would get back into it if they did a, like a 60 FPS or a um, FPS boost on console, but it's just so hard to play by SPS, FPS games now. Mm-hmm. So, Payday 3 is, a, unfortunately, apparently, if I can find the link, I was getting sidetracked. Fuck are you? Keep scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. There we go. So, Eurogamer.net. Fuck your cookies. Okay. I just. Fuck you, game. Uh, payday 3 requires an always on online connection. So, that's automatically. Yeah, for me. Payday 3 requires an almost online gaming connection, even if you're playing online. That's according to a recent Payday 2 live stream with Almir Listo, Starbreeze's local brand director, who confirmed the news whilst 
fielding question from fans about the upcoming shooter. When asked if Payday 3 will have an offline mode while playing solo, he replied, No, you'll be able to play it by yourself. I do believe you'll have to have a connection in, on, on, in order to play online because it's made in the Unreal Engine. She's in cross progression and crossplay. I do believe we need you to be online. Why, though? I did all corners of the payday community, particularly its passionate modders, with some going as far as to say they will now cancel their pre-order because it will not be playable offline. I was very disappointed to find out payday 3 will not be playable offline, added one disgruntled player on the Steam forums. I will not be playing buying PD3, nor will I buy any future games from your company. Hard pass on me. I was even willing to accept your microtransactions and feel missing out bullshit greed to play this game, said another. I played enough Hitman to accept always online is complete garbage and no reason for it unless you're making an MMO. I feel bad for people getting home from work just for the service to be down or undoing it's because online only. However, not all fans are concerned about the decision. Not gonna lie, I was mad myself, but I had time to think it over and come to the conclusion that I don't really care if it's always online or not. We gain nothing for being always online, but I want to play Payday 3 since I'm hyped, so whatever. In other Payday 3 news, Starbreeze has released a new teaser show off the shooter's stealth gameplay. But, but any of you need way no new way to look. On the surface, Payday 3 isn't a sequel that radically changes the series. Instead, it improves on what was already good about Payday 2 and makes the series heist in action feel far more believable. Starbreeze has always said it wanted to make the ultimate Cold War fantasy game and, from what I've played at a recent hands-on event, it definitely feels like Payday 3 takes a big step in the right direction. So, them saying it needs to be online because it's made in Unreal Engine, it's using cross-progression and cross-play. No. I'm playing. Uh, what's the the one with the 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 Pokemon game that's uh, you and Kev got right into esque game? Oh, Temtem. Yeah, I've got that on um, my Switch, and I've got that on the Xbox, and I can cross play that without being online. Because all I do is I just sign in as my character. It fetches it from the server, and then I don't have to be online again if I don't want to be. Although, I have not played for a while, actually. although that is an MMO, so you know that makes sense for it to be online as well. There are there are plenty, there are plenty of um, games out there that are cross progression that don't need to be online past cloud syncing. Yeah, but Temtem wants to be an MMO, but it's not. Mm. I mean. MMOs are constantly evolving, changing things, adding new stuff, new areas to explore. Temtem doesn't do that. Yeah. Once you've done the main story, there's pretty much, apart from Luma hunting, there's literally fuck all else for you to do outside of um, Tamer's Paradise. Beyond that, in PvP, there's nothing. It just it kind of frustrates me, these always online bullshit. Because I did have the first Hitman, and I suffered from the always online stuff. And I, I don't get it. I, I don't understand why that's a thing. It's, it doesn't make sense. I mean, all right, you can push content across to us, yes. But you can have your account log in, download, and log back out again. You can, you can choose to turn it on and off. You don't have to have it on all the time. Yeah. Where... That that's not like the issue with like the Hitman games and stuff like that. It's like, but no, it's always got to be on. So then, if the server crashes or you lose connection, it boots you out that mission, and you lose all progression. So, I I 
I don't know. I, I think it's a huge misstep. It's going to cost them dearly. And then, like, two weeks after they release and they've got, like, fuck all going on, they'll suddenly be able to have an offline mode. And it'll be like, we worked our magic and, and found an offline mode. It's like, motherfucker, you pressed the switch because you realised you weren't going to make any money if you fucking kept to your guns that you're doing. We know it's bullshit. They know it's bullshit. But they're doubling down to see if anyone will fucking follow it. <clears throat> but, you know, that's that's what happens. People vote with the wallets these days, and that's how you should do it. Don't blindly pre-order things because. Do you know what else I'm trying to look forward to? Kind of, but it's just to look at it. The EA Sports FC, basically the new FIFA game that EA can't call FIFA anymore. Oh, yes. Is it this year or next year? I forget. It's this year, 24. Um, I want to see if that game on the Switch is just the old FIFA games rebranded once again <laughs> or if they've actually took the time to make a new engine i i want to yeah, i want to so much hard work just to <clears throat> just, um, copy and paste his um his um you know review from the last two or three games i really want to see the ign reviews it was like if it, if they're going oh they changed the title of the game and they changed the the stadium and the in the players names but apart from that it's the same fucking game and then it'd be like what so six here's, years so here's the same here's the same fucking review <laughs> Because, I, you know, like I said, I went and bought FIFA 19 for, like, £7 on the Switch just because it was funny. Because I, I now, know, now own every FIFA game that came out up until, question mark, the, uh, the new one that's coming out as EA Sports FC. And if they... Oh, my God. That'd be so like EA, though, if they don't fucking uh, give it a new engine and just go, here you go. It's the FIFA engine from six years ago. With just new bullshit and new tiles. Well, they do best, though, innit? Oh, yeah, it's what they do best, indeed. They are so fucking shysty. But um, I, I really want, I really want them to not do that. But I also really want them to do that so I can read the review out again. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Uh, okay, I don't know what the, what the fuck's this Project Dragon thing. The next topic. So, uh, slowly getting into the um, well, this is kind of a prelude to the FTC stuff we're getting into later. But uh, on day three or four, the uh, FTC case with Microsoft, Activision, Activision, all that shit. Uh, a document was revealed that another upcoming Xbox exclusive may have been revealed during the court case. It was leaked as Project Dragon. Mm-hmm. So, uh, apparently, it was revealed a few years back. Uh, the project is or was in development at IO Interactive, the makers of Hitman. Now, for the first time, we have public confirmation that Microsoft is not only real, but is at least one point was an Xbox exclusive. Uh, Oh, oh, okay. Before you answer that, I've had a look. EA Sports calls uh, Football Club Twenty Four on Nintendo Switch a huge achieve- achievement. Um, FIFA Twenty Four, well, for Football Club Twenty Four on um, Switch runs on the Frostbite engine, a first for EA's football franchise. It means 
It isn't simply releasing the rebranded legacy version of FIFA 19 again this year. Holy shit, guys, we've got a new review. Oh, dear. We've got a new review coming. Watch this space. Sorry, I just needed to see for my own eyes. So, as part of a tranche of communique to detailing studio Microsoft was interested in acquiring, one document outlines the properties being worked on by IO Interactive, one such studio Microsoft was interested in picking up. Within that document is the unmistakable codename of Project Dragon. Per our police information, Project Dragon took cues for the likes of World of Warcraft and Diablo as a dark fantasy RPG with service game online components. Last year, IO Interactive went public with a title codenamed Project Fantasy, which at least on the surface would appear to be a new codename for Project Dragon. Project Fantasy has no confirmed platforms as of yet, but it also unconfirmed whether or not it's actually Project Dragon. Opens off from 2021 and potentially raise more questions and answers. Is Project Dragon indeed Project Fantasy? Did they swap codenames due to previous leak? If so, okay, so it's just basically all fucking speculation there. Hmm. The project didn't get cancelled and we worked into Project Fantasy. Someone had a Blizzard project title and got reworked into Overwatch. Right now, one can only guess. So, I mean, could that, do you think? This is a little. No, it wouldn't be, would it? Because that was a complete, utter different. Um, uh, are, you, are you thinking that it's scale bound rebranded? Yes. That's, that's what I was thinking. I was thinking, hang on, that was done, done by a different developer. Platinum Games, wasn't it? Yes, that's what I mean. I was like, is it scale bound? Rebranded? Hmm. It'd be cool so if think, it was. I think we did mention a while back though, Scalebound were looking to liaise with Microsoft and probably bringing Scalebound back into the um forefront to for development, but I don't that, know if we had anything had on that. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Maybe that's what's coming and they might have changed it up from uh it being like a single player well no, it was four player co op, wasn't it? Maybe they've been able to work its magic and make it more than that. Probably, which would be cool. Uh, I mean, I've always enjoyed dragon-based games. I mean, I like the little mythicalness of um stuff like that. I mean, I remember playing um, oh, is it fucking called? Uh, God, what was it called? God, I played the shit. I played the shit out on the three sixty. Uh, Ego, Ego Draconis, I think it was called. Hmm. Uh, two seconds. Uh, fuck me. I can see, I can see it in my head. Divinity, that's it. Oh, Original Sin. No, original sin, no, Eco Draconis Divinity 2, that was on the 360. Oh, um, okay. PC. It was a more um, RPG esque one where you'd go around solo rather than it being like a party um, uh, tactical. Yeah. Good fucking game, though. I don't know. <laughs> what? Oh, you, you went a bit croaky then. Sorry. I'm awake. Right. You went a bit um 
crackly Craigo, I thought you was um giving an opinion. No, no, sorry. That's right. Uh, so, mm, right, let's get back to see where I was because I got fucking sidetracked. So, so this Project Dragon, um, yeah, Project Dragon. <coughs> yeah, still um, have some uncertainty about it. Hmm. Well, we'll find out soon enough. It'll it'll make um uh, some more traction soon, I think. Uh, someone's going to fuck up eventually, aren't they? Yeah, well, I think they might just go, yes, we're working on this game. And why should they not? Why? I don't understand why they have to keep it a secret. No, I think it's one of those things like... Sometimes if you mention something too early, uh, the hype rises and dies off and then people mm-hmm. aren't that interested. Like, Duke Nukem Forever took so fucking long to come out, and then it was just dog shit. So, I don't, I don't know. Sorry, you're a little bit muffled there. The same as the new versions of Doom and Walking Doom. It can't be the original, but... I'm not, yeah. I'm not the only one who can't hear you properly, I don't think. No, you are, but um, it's like you're speaking to... She's talking about the original of Dune. Oh, okay, the new version, um, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, the two-part the two part movie that they've split it into. No, I think... We're we talking about Dune? I thought you we were talking about Doom. Well, either, really. All right. They... You were a lot clearer yeah. then, by the way, so I don't know what you did. <laughs> If you picked your phone up and put it close to your face, I don't know, but that that helps a lot. Probably. <laughs> Probably. Yeah, I, I think sometimes remakes aren't as good as what people want them to be. Mm. But like you say, you get all the hype for them, and then the shit. Well, there was the Doom and Doom uh, Eternal. They were continuations. Yeah. So, but they were they were kind of soft reboots in a way. It's kind of like Halo Infinite was a soft reboot to the franchise, but it didn't um, really reboot at all. And what annoys me is Halo Infinite was a really fucking good game. Mm. And they just refused to make any more of it. And they said uh, they were going to put more um, more, what do you call it? More of it. And they just didn't. And it, it just annoyed me. It's like, oh, we we got more campaign to come, and it's like, yay! And then they went, but we cancel it, and everyone's like, why? Literally, mm. the best campaign you've released since Halo Four, and Halo Four was okay, and they just went, Meh. but we don't want to make any more. We just want to make the online stuff and the story for that. And everyone's like, okay, then make the story good. Mm-hmm. And then they've gone, but actually, we don't really want to make story for that anymore. We'll still release content, but we're not making a story for that anymore. And it's like, so you've just given up then. Just fucking grr. It's yeah. just games it's as like, service. They know where the money is, don't they? Yeah, but even if they released it as like a $20 add-on, every one of us who plays Halo Infinite that love the People story will buy it. Yeah. it. People would buy it. But they don't see that, though. They just see it. I mean, it... Weirdly, it's the same as like 
us when we have customers ring up and say that they want to cancel. What part of the game is released? Fantastic new deal from whoever. But have you read what you're actually going to end up paying? Hmm. Oh, no. But it says this. Like, well, if you want it, you'll you'll stay. If, if everything else is good and everything else is great and it's just that one thing, why would you leave? Why, why would you then move on to something else when you've invested so much into this game? But they don't see that way. They don't see the, the people that are already playing it that will buy the add-ons. They see the dollar signs from new people buying it. The annoying part is the multiplayer is free to play. Mm. And they're, they're basically nickel and diming people off that service with skins yeah. and shit like that. The problem is... Yeah, the, income. yeah, the diehards who aren't going to be into the multiplayer but are more into the lore and the story are really pissed off that they just cancelled the stuff. Like, they, ne- they never said it was going to be free. So they could get away with that. But they could have had it as a 25 pound 30 pound expansion had another like five or six hours of gameplay um had a different part of the ring and it would have been cool like find out more story what happened to like because as far as i'm aware i've not finished the book that predates the game i don't know how many of the people of infinity actually survived getting off the ship Mm. i know some have but i don't know how many but then after that, after they've had your twenty dollars for that add-on, they don't get anything else from you. Yeah, but I might. Whereas then... you've got the people who play online, who they're getting constant income from mm. by buying the add-ons, buying the skins, buying this, buying that, buying everything. It's, it's frustrating because I feel like if they did do the add-on for the the story campaign, people would then play more of the multiplayer afterwards, just because there's still more to go. It, the annoying part is that they cancelled it on a cliffhanger. They Halo 2 does. They Halo 2 does on a game that's meant to be 10 years worth of Halo. They said that this was meant to be like a 10 year game. Kind of like how Destiny's meant to be a 10 year game and then Destiny 2 came out. And Elite Dangerous. <laughs> yeah. So, Well not 10 years on consoles anyway. No. <laughs> but it, it just frustrates me that they, they can't just continue they're they're making enough money they're fucking part of microsoft microsoft would be like yeah just release the fucking thing what are you doing because if you if you take away that from core halo fans halo dies as a series because they're all in and like me we're all invested in mainly the story like i used to play halo 3 multiplayer and i used to go and play co-op campaign and stuff we we played a shitload of campaign for halo 3 back in the day, even though like the map packs and stuff were, were separate than that. And I bought the map packs, we used to play like well, we did like achievement hunting and stuff. We went and played the whole thing through on like the hardest settings as a group. We played them solo, we did fucking stupid challenges that they released for it and that. And it kept us going back to the campaign because it was fun and it, we enjoyed it. And then we played the multiplayer as like a just a brainless like release. And then we got the new map packs and stuff like that. And the new modes, and they were all fun. But um, I think the the fact that they released it broken into pieces and they didn't 
take the time and delay it longer. I think that kind of fucks it a bit. And then it took a year for him to release the co-op campaign uh, and the forge mode and other things. And it, it really did just kind of kill the game out the gate. So then the, the, the campaign interest kind of dwindled because people played it to death. And um, the multiplayer was okay. A lot of latency issues, so it kind of broke that a bit. I don't know. I, I just feel that they need to fucking look at stuff like that and just not not just chuck it in the bin when they don't think it's going to make money, but persevere and see what they can get out of it. Because Halo is a big franchise. You do it right, people will keep coming back to you. And they'll keep spending that money. Yep. Um. Right, so moving on to the next thing. So, hey... <clears throat> Remember, we talked about, maybe about two or three months ago, um, that uh, the Sony had made their own compatibility controller for people who were less able. Um, like the Xbox One, that you could plug into uh, quite a few things, actually. And it would be like a blank slate. You just put inputs in, and those inputs for them would work. Uh, so you could add like switches and stuff uh, that worked and you just plugged them in and you could like plug in analog controllers and stuff. So say if you had low thumb grip mobility, but you could grip a joystick, you could have two flight sticks, uh, ideally plugged into this Xbox. Um, I forgot what the fuck they call it. I forgot what the fuck they called it. But it's for people with like less mobility and stuff who can't hold a controller and use all the buttons and stuff like that. You could have it so. Sorry. Maybe they could use their toes instead. But yeah, but this is what I'm saying. Like you could plug in like pedals for certain buttons, and you could have the joysticks from like a flight stick, and they could have buttons they could reach. Like triggers could be stuff. So it you could map it all to those sort of things and make it work. Um. Sony revealed, like, fuck knows how long ago, that they were releasing what they call their access controller. Um, and they've announced now when it's coming out and its price range. So this is from pushsquare.com. Uh, Sony today has announced its PS5 access controller will release on the 6th of December 2023. At the price uh, point of $89.99 uh, Seventy nine ninety nine in pounds or eighty nine ninety nine in euros. Pre-orders will start on the twenty first of July on the official PlayStation Direct website and participating really re- retailers. Uh, in a PlayStation blog post, Sony explains how it's been planning for such a control over the past five years. Excuse me, fa- past five years, and been working with uh, organizations like Able Gamers, Stack Up, and Special Effect to make it a reality. Uh, we truly believe gaming should be for accessible for everyone, and the access control is our latest step uh, toward living up to that promise. So, my biggest gripe with this access controller, it only has one joystick. So, one analog stick. So, if you want dual analog support for a game 
you need to buy two and link them together. Mm. The Xbox controller might be bare bones, um, but it has... um, Like, what you call it? It has all the inputs. It's called the adaptive controller. There we go. And that's $74.99. So it's already cheaper than the other thing. Um, it looks like a DJ pad to begin with. So it's got two big analog touch pads on the top and all the buttons for you to navigate on the on the front. And then it has plugins for all the different switches you can add. And you literally just plug that switch into the corresponding, like, joystick, uh, prompt or uh, so like left click, right click, analog, um, and stuff like that, and then that becomes that input. And it is literally like people have made ridiculous setups with them. They've used like Wii nunchucks with them. They've had um, like specialized analog sticks where they might not be able to use the thumbs, but they could put rest their palm on it and roll it around and still control the game and play games like that. Uh, they've had like buttons where they've mounted them to uh, harnesses as that they can tap with their head for certain things for those people who can't like have the motor function in their fingers and stuff. And it's it's like crazy how much detail was put into this. And then Sony go, okay, we're releasing almost the same, but you only get one analog stick. And it's customizable in like plates, and you can you can like change the plates around on them, so you can have different plates mean different things, and you can have different height thumbstick or joystick for the controller bit. But I I don't know I I don't feel like it's value for money or particularly um, helping those people with issues uh, that require this. Because the, the details it's got, um, it has four expansion ports, and I know that the Xbox um, adaptive controller has like double that. Um, it has nineteen flat button, wide flat button caps, um, which I think they can be moved and made a little bit lo- larger or a little bit smaller. Um, there is a ball stick cap standard stick cap dome stick dome for the control stick uh, swappable tags um, to mark the various buttons that there are so I think they will have to go into an app to program what buttons do what it's a USB uh, type C cable it's only a meter and a half though so that's what just over just over four foot Mm. Yeah, but it's a USB C. Everything's C at the minute, isn't it? Yeah, but I mean, like, you do, you imagine though, if you're going to give it to a person who's not that able body, you'd want a long cable because they might not be, um, might not be able to see the full screen if they're sat really close to the TV. Four foot's not much when you think about it, especially if it's got to go into the console. And the control ports and the USB-C ports and stuff are usually on the back of the console. So that takes about, what, six inches out of the, uh, the thing? No, but the C cables are a lot easier to come by now. Hmm. 
But I, I think like the only thing that was cool about it was they said that you could actually like hook up the other, like another one of those together to make it a full dual analog setup. Mm. But um, I don't know. I just feel like it's half half a controller they're flogging for eighty pounds. I don't, I don't feel like it's the the value for money they are making it out to be or the accessible um kind of thing because like if you look at the thumbnail on on the what you call it on the on the topic for this that's what you get for 90 pounds well 80 pounds yeah i mean it's not it's not a lot no and like not a lot at all i mean let me find a, a picture of the um I'm on eBay, so that's no bloody good. That's not going to sell me them there. Uh, Xbox. Uh, we looked up the the um, stats mm. for what the uh, the two can do. So that said, oh, it's got four 3.5 um, ports for stuff. Um. The ports on the adaptive one is 19. Because it has literally a port for every controller input. Anyway, I'll post that in there so you can see that. Oh, okay. Of course it doesn't show the fucking picture of it. But, um... But yeah, like, it's... It's already got, like, more going for it, and it's... it's, it's I just think it's silly how... So you're going, look what we're doing. We're doing good things for the disabled community and stuff like that. And it's like, mm, you're doing the bare minimum, really. Yeah. And you're making it look like, look, big Sony being big, big help. And it's like, nah. I'm pretty sure you could sync the adaptive controller to the fucking PlayStation anyway, because you can you can connect it to the Switch. It works as a Bluetooth thing on there, because I've seen people play Zelda who are um, like less able using the adaptive controller. So, I don't know. I, I feel like this was something that um, Sony's been getting a lot of shit for, and then they've just put this out to abate everyone. Yeah, it's like a tick box. Yep. You've said we're not doing this, but look, we are. Here you go. Here's proof, but it's yep. going to cost you 80 quid. Yep. But then if you want to do this, it's going to cost you another 80 quid. So, we're yeah. doing it. Yay! Kind of. Yay. Mm. I, like I said, I feel like this is the bare minimum. Um, how it's, and I can't wait for people to review it against the adaptive controller. Because, yeah, okay, the adaptive controller is bare bones and you get it, but the, the amount you can plug into it and the fact that for yeah. like $150, that then becomes a full compute system you don't need uh stuff you just replace the parts when they break whereas yeah, it's, it's not the the adaptiveness of the actual thing itself rather than this is what we're doing for people to adapt to them it, yeah it adapts to, to who and what is using it at the time because hmm. like as long as you've got a way to make a switch that corresponds to that button press or uh and like an analog pedal for like the right trigger and left trigger or whatever you can make that then do that. 
Where whereas I don't know, this this access controller just does not look like it is going to be anywhere near as functional. And I imagine people getting it, testing it, and then going, you know what? No. It's like, yeah, all the buttons are there out of the box and stuff like that, so you can just use it straight away. But it, there are limitations to that. Like, if those uh, big switches break for the buttons and you yeah, have to buy replacements, like- yeah. Exactly. It's like there's there's like all these hidden and extra costs that we don't know about, whereas I literally watched a YouTube short about a guy who was playing... Um, Oh, fuck. What was he playing? I can't remember what game he was playing. But it was like a first-person shooter, and he was playing that with the adaptive controller, and he says that he basically had trouble with, like, um, clicking buttons and stuff. His fingers' response wasn't great. But he can, like, Mm -hmm. hit them with his hand. Yeah. Because he doesn't have to be precise. So he had, like, big buttons made, and then big, like, uh, analog sticks that you can rest his hands in and just roll them around that way rather than have thumbsticks. And he said that he spent like $150 all in, including like all the bits to go into the controller and the controller itself. So like that's for a dual analog, full setup way of playing a game. And then I I keep going back to it, but then Sony are going, here's a one analog setup for £90. Yeah. Because the thing is as well, if, if anything does break on it, if it does go wrong, you won't be able to just go on eBay and buy something that, that is the same but a different make. It will have to be specific Sony parts. Exactly. That will have to do a fortune to replace. Proprietary. It's like if the analog stick goes, how much does that cost to yeah. fucking replace? Exactly. It's it is kind of like like I said, it's the bare minimum to keep less abled uh gamers off their back. Yeah. Sorry, I I went on a rant because I I do feel you look at it and you look at what Microsoft did and it's just like what the fuck are you doing, Sony? What the fuck? But we went off about this maybe about five or six months ago when they first revealed it, uh, uh, like a a PlayStation fucking direct thing, and that kind of annoyed me then and now with the pricing and their reluctance to give you two analog sticks kind of pisses me off more. And then you raised a good point about what about re um, replacing bits. So yeah, okay. I don't, I don't know. Next! <laughs> I can carry on. I can carry on. I don't want to. So, uh, So Xbox Gold is getting rebranded to um, Game Pass Core, I think. Mm. Yeah, so there's going to be four tiers of um, Game Pass. Now you've got Game Pass Core, which is uh, $10 a month for your online console multiplayer. You get access to 25 quality games on console through the Game Pass. And you get member deals and discounts. So this is where it gets a little bit weird. Uh, the console um, package lets you access hundreds of high-quality games on console, new games on day one, 
members deals and discounts but there's no mention of online multiplayer but then if you look at the next two things it doesn't mention mm. that either oh it does say online console multiplayer that was on the end one on the end one yeah yeah, I pointed it out. Do, do you think? Do you think they just forgot? That's what I'm. That's what I'm assuming. But well, they put it on two of them, and not on two of them. Well, the PC one wouldn't need online multiplayer because. Oh yeah, it would. No, you don't. Why? Why would you need to pay for Xbox Live when you're on a PC? That they've never enforced any of that. You just sign in and play. Because there's always servers. There's always ways of playing online. McDonald's never used to charge PC um, game price, which is hundreds of high quality games on PC, new games on day one, member deals and discounts, and EA Play membership. Then Ultimate, hundreds of high quality games on console, PC, and cloud, new games on day one, member deals, discounts, and perks, online console multiplayer, and EA membership. So what we're saying is my uh, subscription Ultimate is going up by about a fiver. So, the 25 games that have... Uh, likely to come with the core is Among Us, Descenders. Oh, bye, Dolph. Bye, Dolph. I don't know what you got because I just disconnected. You, you said, said Among Us. Hmm? Among Us is the only one. You said you got okay. pretty sus, and then it kicked you out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got Descenders, Dishonored 2, Doom Eternal, Fable Anniversary, Fallout 4, and Fallout 76, Forza Horizon 4, Gears 5, Grounded, Halo 5, Guardians, uh, Halo War 2. I saw the pause there. Hellblade, Senua's Sacrifice, Humans Fall Flat, Inside, Ori and the Will of the Wisps, Psychonauts 2, State of Decay 2, Elder Scrolls Online, Tamriel Unlimited. And this list will apparently grow in the coming months. Hmm. Oh, Games of Gold comes to an end on the 1st of September. Yeah. So uh, Xbox Live Gold would now kind of known as a Game Pass, Game Pass Core. I mean, as long as they still allow you to buy the, the annual cards, I have no problems with that. Because I always buy the um, yearly sub cards from my local Wilkinson. Hmm. Well, yeah, it, it's a little bit odd that they don't have the the thing. Right, let me open the new tab. Visit xbox.com forward slash game pass score. Oh, Xbox Store. Is that just going to take me back to there? Xbox.com forward slash game pass core. So, literally, this just tells you exactly about core. It doesn't tell you about anything else. 
yeah, all the games you mentioned are, are there for the beginning, and they will rotate out apparently. So, <clighs> I, I mean, I, game pass then. But the thing you've got to think about it really and objectively. Why would they give you online multiplayer on the nine ninety nine a month one, not on the ten ninety nine a month one, but on the seventeen pound one they would? This is what I don't get. I feel like they miss the con- online console multiplayer because you'd have to buy both, but you can only ever have one. Mm. So I feel like that's just a, a fuck up on their on their end. Because how would you uh, run online if you can't go online? Although, this between console and core apart from the multiplayer is console gets access to hundreds of high quality games on console, where the core only gets you access to 25. Yeah, so basically get the full Game Pass library as uh, the the next one up. Yeah, minus the uh, multiplayer. Yeah. But I, and that's the thing, I don't think that that's intentional. I think that's a mistake. Although the free games originally acquired by Xbox Live Guard will still remain on the user's account. That's pretty good. Mm-hmm. So all the free games they gave away over the last, what, six, seven, maybe six high years, isn't it? Yep, they said any 360 game that you redeemed from that will remain regardless of whether you're in or out of subscription. Cool. But the I think it's the, the one game's and the series games that they've given away uh, you lose access to when you're not a member but when you are a member you get to well that's quite how it is currently with gold if you don't have gold you lose access to the gold games yeah because you are claiming those on a subscription as it were mm. whereas like you get to definitely keep the 360 games regardless mm. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I just I just think that that's that's a, a bit of a. We'll get more information as it gets closer to the uh, to the D day, as it were. Because mm. why would anyone buy the the fucking the ten ninety nine a month one when they could just buy the seven pound one and have online multiplayer? Mm-hmm. I, I feel like that's just a, a fuck up. All right, who posts the next one? Uh, that would be me. Um, so, uh, in light of the uh, Activision Blizzard merger, turns out that the old school Call of Duty games back of the 360 era are actually the servers are being fixed and being brought back online. So we're talking World of War, Modern Warfare, Modern Warfare Two, <laughs> Black Ops, Black Ops Two. Give me some of that Black Ops 2 or Modern oh, Warfare 2. I wonder how the um this today's generation would deal with the uh, the old called Modern Warfare 2 lobbies. <laughs> We'd get banned. We would get banned <laughs> off that lobby. We would get banned. They'd if, sit and cry. If if I went into a card Modern Warfare 2 lobby today against the fucking kids who joined today, I would be banned in five minutes for the lack of fucks I give in that lobby. <laughs> I would be giving so much shit to everyone. I was never racist and I was never like homophobic or anything like that, but I was an absolute cunt to people. And yeah, I kind of was as well. <laughs> it was great 
My literally one of my mates would literally just send cunt on a, a text message to a random person in that lobby <laughs> and just hear them explode. <coughs> so can you imagine you do that to someone these days? They just report you and be like, Oh my god, oh my god. why did you call me that? I'm a proud man, don't call me that. And watch them melt like little snowflake they fucking are. I, I saw a very good meme the other day that said that the generation that grew up on South Park are very fucking fragile. Because fuck me, they are. They they can't stand being called this, that, and the other, but they'll sit there and watch South Park all fucking day. I don't know. But yeah, that's cool. It's cool that they're coming back. I, I'm tempted to download well, Modern Warfare 2 for my uh, Series X now and just play that. Although people are still reporting that the um, the player count is still glitched. <laughs> like, you have like two to three hundred thousand players online. Oh, uh, that's fine. But yeah, what is it? Uh, Black Ops 2 was the first and only Call of Duty game that I fully prestiged and started again. Um, because there was like a, a thing that when you hit top prestige, you could go back to prestige one again. Um, so I was, I think prestige four last time I went back on, and Modern Warfare two, I think I was fifth or sixth prestige, because it was just progression. So the more you did, the more like emblems and shit you did. But I just enjoyed having, uh, like top level of that prestige because you didn't lose anything weapon wise or attachments and stuff like that. So then I just have like this god killer fucking tier of a uh, class. And then just go into a search and destroy lobby and hear people whinge that I use the shotgun because they were all trying to do 360 no scopes for the COD montage. Oh my god! That'd be so much fun as well going in, just fucking trolling people, going, I'm here for my COD montage. <laughs> I tried to do it in 2014, but I, I couldn't get it going, so I'm doing it now. If you guys don't mind if I just do some th- sick 360s on you, you know. And just just be an absolute fuck to him. Very good. So yeah, all right. Just come around the corner and just shotgun him. Yeah, no, fuck you. Do you, do you know what fuck I used to do? Time. Do you know what I used to do, which really pissed them off? Uh, I'd shotgun them and then do a three sixty afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> so I'd run up to him, blast him in the face, spin round, and then carry on what I was doing. So they'd just see the kill cam me doing that, and this like. Why are you even using a shotgun? You shouldn't be using a shotgun. I'm like, mate, I'm using the gun that's in the game. Shut the fuck up. And they're like, well, fuck you. I was like, no, fuck you for being a windy little prick. Just because you want to do 360s off a fucking ladder and think you're the fucking next big thing doesn't mean I'm going to give a shit and I am going to shotgun you in the face every fucking time you come at me. And you just hear him go, oh, fuck you. And they like slur, like racially slur me and shit like that. And it's like, cool. Lowest common denominator. Get the fuck out of my lobby. That's where K Dog gets it from. We, we have literally told people to get the fuck out of our lobby before. And that's where he says it. I remember a hardcore team deathmatch I did. Was it a search and destroy? I can't remember now. But I'd run around with the. What was the uh, the belt gun, the M two four seven? The two four nine or the PKM? PKM. Yeah, the big one, the big, the big um, well, it's got like a message magazine. LMG. Yeah, one of the LMGs. Like it'd be yeah, the two. I was going, I was going around that like, using that with a just just blasting everyone. I eventually got killed, and it's like, oh, dude, change your fucking weapon. 
I was like, no, because I'm excellent at this weapon. Yeah, people don't like it. It's like, all you do is just fucking spray and pray. I said, no, mate, I'm actually ADSing, and you're just being a dick. I used to go around with a suppressed FAMAS as well, because that was like two bursts and you were dead. Like I said, search and destroy, people whinged at me something chronic. Because it was was just fun. Because you'd have people like wall banging you from a mile away trying to get you, and I'd just like sneak around. Get out the fucking shotgun and just blast them in the back of the head. Uh oh. those people fucking noob tube and across the map with the grenade launchers. Oh, one man army noob tube. Unfortunately, that will still be a thing because they didn't. They bring the servers back up. They're not patching the game. Oh yeah, I know. So modern so warfare two will still that means be. Means all the hacks and um, cheaters are prevalent and running around currently. Yep. So modern warfare two uh, lobbies will be oh. wonderfully broken still, and have all the broken uh, bits and bobs incurred in that <laughs> sorry my mum just sent me a picture of this thing she's got to wear at the moment <laughs> I'll send it to you Bob oh god fucking love it so uh, for people who don't know, my mum's had like uh, cancer treatment on her face, and some of the things that she needs to do to repair her um, jaw muscles and stuff is stuff like this. Oh, bless her! I think that's fucking funny, though. But I, I said to Prez, I said, "You want to fucking do it as well on the weekend when you stop?" <laughs> yeah, that'd be nice, to Nana. Mm. Oh, it's, oh my god, though. But yeah, Call of Duty, that was that and Halo 3. We weren't so toxic on Halo 3 because people are actually intelligent on that game. So you yep. actually had a fun retort and like, it wasn't just like oh, I fucked your mom. It'd be like so, um, are you planning on playing the game today? It's like, nah, I'm just taking the time off, you know. And then we'd absolutely destroy somebody who talks shit and be like so where where, where were you that game? And either they'd have a witty retort or they'd just back out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, I know if you did that in Call of Duty, you'd absolutely decimate a team who just talked shit the entire time you were in the lobby. And then you'd absolutely demolish them and they'd all just quietly leave and never say anything to you. <laughs> and you'd just be like, oh, so um, were you going to destroy us that game? Because I don't think you did. And uh, you'd probably get one of them going like, well, fuck you and back up. And then the rest yeah. of them would just silently leave. Yeah, six nine four twenty pussy slayer left the lobby. Yeah. yeah. Hard scopes 360 and left. And you're like, ah. Oh. And then we'd just be killing ourselves laughing because it's like, we weren't good players, but those people who were so sure they were better than us, and then we just wrecked the fucking floor with them. They hated it. They absolutely hated it. I forget which um, Call of Duty it was, but I was. Uh, I might have only been like very low prestige at the time. And this. This bloody. Other guys, probably like prestige, what, 15, 16. That sounds you know, like the really... later Call of Duty is like uh, yeah, it's... Black Ops 2 onwards, maybe? He, he seemed to have a vendetta on me, and every time he came to me, I, I just kept gunning him down. So in, so in the lobby, he's like, hey, how... he's, like, he's like, hey, are you cheating? I was like, no, why? It's because I'm prestige 15. I said, that made me shit, mate. That means how much time you put in the game. Doesn't mean you're fucking good. <laughs> <laughs> I bet the rest of the lobby like, whoa, get fucked. 
It's true, though. But bloody prestige damage is how much time you've dedicated to the game. There yeah, were people that used to two, boost but... their prestige as well. They would yeah. sit there killing each other in free-for-all so they could boost their score to get prestige or nukes. It was stupid. But it just it just made it so much more fun to kill them because then you get angry messages from them. I, I know we once... Uh, in Halo 3, we once caused so much shit in a game of Griff Ball that one of the guys on our team was getting invites to party from the opposition team that we played against for upwards of half an hour. Yeah. One guy just kept spamming invites at him. Because what ha- had happened was we were playing, I think it's like Griff Ball's four man, but you could join with, I think, up to eight people, so you could have four on each side. Uh-huh. And we joined five man. So one of us always ended up on the other team. And the fact that he so blatantly killed everyone and kept betraying them, they got so pissed off, the one guy that really got like bent out of shape just wouldn't leave him alone for upwards of half an hour to the point where the notifications were lagging on his um, Xbox from it. Whereas um, when I did it as five-man Griff Ball, I got everybody else on the team betraying each other and I just stood there. <laughs> because I, they didn't know who it happened because we all ran at this, like the beginning to get the ball and I just grabbed Hammered in the middle. So everyone died, including me because I got hit by, the, uh, by my mates at the same time. And then literally I'm laughing my ass off in the party to them saying, look, I don't know what's going on, but they're just killing each other now and all I did was do that thing. Because they didn't trust who who was the one that did it. So they just kept killing each other instead. So then I tried to play the game and just that was it. We were just I was killing myself laughing, it was hilarious. Oh, but yeah, good old days. I think if I can safely Twitch stream it, I'll try doing some Modern Warfare 2. I might have to mute the I might have to mute the lobby. That might be the best actually, wouldn't you fair? I literally might have to like I'll hear it. You'll hear me talking, but you won't hear the lobby. Because I'll have to have it, like, the game sounds <clears throat> muted until I get into the game. Because I imagine it's going to be the worst. It's going to be a clusterfuck of M-bombs, C-bombs, F-bombs, and whatnot. Yes. But hey, we went on a bit of a tangent, but, you know, that was that was the nostalgia bone being tickled yeah. there. <laughs> so, we're nearing the end of both the podcast... And this FTC fucking bullshit. Thank fuck. So, we spoke at great detail last podcast about the FTC. Um, By the way, guys, if you are done and you don't want to listen to this, thank you. We'll see you next time. Yeah. I'm trying to think how far we got with the FTC two weeks ago, because... I think they were waiting for the... uh, They were waiting for the decision and any appeal that might come ahead. Oh, yeah, there was... uh, I can't actually fucking remember that. But yeah, um, they filed for the preliminary injunction. That failed. Then they took it to the Ninth Circuit Court, and they denied that as well. Uh, Apparently they've still got like one more appeal in them they can do. But they left it late yeah, as well. The, the, the final appeal will go to the Supreme Court, I believe. The, mm. the top court. But even then, they'll go by what the... What the two courts have said. Well, not just that. They'll go by the current... Um, the information they use in the, the the first court anyway. 
Yeah. And that just gets shot down again. Well, what made me chuckle about it is they, it made the, the people who we follow that keep us up to date on this made a point of saying how late they put this appeal in. They put it in yeah, the last minute trying to, to stall. To delay it, yeah. And even the the judge was like, who looked at it in the circuit judge like court was like, what the fuck are you doing? No. You've got two months to do, you've got two months to do this. Yeah, it's like you, you've, you've appealed for this like at the last minute. Why? And it's like you, you've not been able to come up with anything concrete. Uh, we've reviewed the, the judge's decision. We stand by the judge's decision. Get the fuck out of our courtroom, basically. So Justice Kagan uh, rejected a long shot emergency request that was filed by gamers to try and block the Microsoft Activision Bird as well. So that got shot down. What? what yeah, but the gamers are like, oh, what console do you play, young sir? Saturday. There you go. <laughs> now, if Microsoft players were actively trying to cancel this, then maybe it would have some more traction. But mm. guess what? No one on Xbox gave a flying fuck. They knew this was a waste of time on many fronts, so they just carried on as normal. Yeah, the FTC head, uh, Lena Khan, she got absolutely just destroyed in the court. Uh, to the point where where she, where she had asked for a thirty-four percent increase in budget funding for the FTC, they've gone. Nah, you're getting twenty-five percent less. <laughs> Your actions have consequences. Ah, <laughs> uh, get because fucked. This, this is the, this is. The FTC's um, with Microsoft Activision was is the fourth um, ma- biggest merger they've taken to court for trial, and it's the fourth case she's lost. So she's running; she's on track record for zero for four. Is it a middle name Karen or something? Uh, Lena Khan. <laughs> Close enough. Yeah, Lena <laughs> Karen. Yeah. Because didn't she then fucking blame her staff? Yeah, she tried to blame her staff for the fact that they lost. I was like, wow, hang on, you're the top brass of the FTC. Staff are under your orders. You approved so, this go-ahead. Yeah, so you are you are responsible in ending all consequences and actions of said staff. Essentially like a manager, essentially, isn't it? Yeah. So if you aren't actively saying, hey guys, no, I don't think you should do that. And then it's like, I mean, if if I was if I was a, if I was at the pub not working, I went out for a night out with a friend, and I was an absolute dick to the customers. My manager would be having fucking words because I was like, although I'm not actually working the time, I still got fucking you know, not holding an image. So that just reminded me, this this woman uh, got kicked out of the pub on the weekend. Um, she went for a piss in the gents, and nice. her table got kicked out. Football chanting when they were outside. Uh, the manager had told them not to chant. They carried on. So she asked them again. They carried on. So she asked them to leave. And the woman who had been in the toilet was part of that group. So when she come to the bar, I'm like, nah, sorry, don't you cut off. It's like, what do you mean? It's like, you've been asked to leave by management. But why? Well, the management have told me you've got to leave. But why? Because that's what I've been told to do by management. But why? Because that's what she said I have to do. I'm following orders. She goes, well, I work as a manager in... So I said, well, you should know then. Mm-hmm. And she came on me. I love that excuse. Oh, I'm a, I'm a, I've done this. I'm, I've done this well. Like, oh, then yeah, you know what the fucking expect from customers. Exactly. It's like, you're, it's like oh, I imagine. Then, then you should know. 
And she goes, well, your manager's a bitch. And I went, well, you're definitely not getting any drinks now. Then she started to she started to go at her as well outside and tried to belittle her. And I'm like, what the fuck's wrong with you? She was like, oh, I hope you have a, a, a good life and you're not so fickle in the rest of your life. And of course, um, our manager, she just, just casually laughed it off because she's like, mate, I've heard bigger and scarier from bigger and scarier. Bye. <laughs> It's like at the theatre, we had this woman came out uh, during one of the shows about 10, 15 minutes before interval, trying to get drinks like that. We can't serve you though. She's like, why? He says, because we're not licensed to serve drinks before the interval. We can serve before the show starts, during the interval, and that's it. He said, well, I, I, I spent good money to come to the show tonight. I said, yeah, and you still have to wait until interval. Can I wait until a drink's out? I said, nope, because I, I can't do any service right now. So the management took over. She explained exactly what I've just said. She went, well, this is no good. I want to speak to your manager. She's like, hello, I'm the manager. And then the fucking lady's demeanor changed instantly. She said, oh, hello, how are you? Mm. I'm, like, I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah. Her demeanor just completely fucking changed. Another yeah. lady complained, well, not so much a complaint, but it's more of a... I don't know if it's a sub, like an epiphany or what the fuck ever. So she was saying, she, she was saying that if she knew she could order interval drinks, she would have. But she... Well, I don't know. It was a, she knew she could order interval drinks, but she didn't want to. But then she's like, well, the staff should have said we should, could order interval drinks. I'm like, well, hang on. If you knew you could order interval drinks, then why the fuck did the staff need to tell you? <laughs> In fact, we, we, we all... We, seriously, we, we, we all wear these badges saying, have you ordered your interval drinks? We actually wear the badges. It's like, well, busy, on the busiest shifts, we have badges saying, um, order your interval drinks to avoid queuing and it's like she's that, like, that's where you should just stood behind your manager just tapping the fucking badge so the star never said we had to order indoor drinks but you know we wasn't aware that we had to it's like well like, what what what, what? <laughs> you knew about indoor drinks yet you accept the staff to tell you, you can order indoor drinks it's like yeah I, some people have the, the weakest excuses and I really want to find out where that woman worked because I would like to report her for using her role as a manager to try and gain clout and get served after being removed, well, asked to leave the pub for bad conduct. Yeah, but, you know, it's the case of, um, quote-unquote, she says she was a, quote-unquote, manager. Mm. I'll be like, well, either way, it's not befitting of her company that she works for, and mm. uh, procedures should be taken because... How would you like it if I did that to your company and came in and did that? You'd be then asking for my management and explaining that I was showing poor conduct on behalf of my uh, business and then I'd get in shit for it. So I don't see why they shouldn't get in shit for it. But I just loved how my manager dealt with her. She was just like, your, foot, your, your team, your group was in here, football chanting, we don't allow that. We asked you to stop, you didn't. So we asked you to move on. She goes, well, I wasn't doing that. It's like, no, but you also went into the gents' toilets and used that facility instead of using the ladies. That's why you're being asked to leave. So she just didn't didn't like even sweat in like just knocking this woman down. And then that woman just got petty. And it was just like, yep. oh, whatever. Just fucking jog on to your next pub. Get the fuck out. 
I said they let her back, let her into Devon Bob with her inebriation. Mm. But that, that was the thing. It's like that's what the FTC manager was like. It's like you are bitching about the members of your staff not doing their job properly. Well, maybe either you should be fucking taking a more active role in making sure they can do their job properly, or maybe shut the fuck up. But I don't, I don't think she'll be there much longer. I think she'll get fucking adiosed, and then next year the funding will go back up. Well, we'll see what happens, don't we? She'll be forced to move. She'll be honestly, she'll be forced to retire or step down. Yeah. So on to the final one. CAT and CMA. So it's still under scrutiny in the UK this merger however it seems there is some sort of headway making off with the CMA and the activist merger to the point where they've agreed to extend the um, proceedings until I think it's the end of August but they're hoping to get an agreement before then and the CAT seem to be happy enough with it I mean I posted that um that post that, that, that doc yeah I, I was trying to read it earlier and i just kept getting distracted and i just going fuck it dolph <laughs> please <laughs> but from yeah, the, from I'm... the sounds of it they were like saying hey you you had to really prove these things and it doesn't look like you have properly um although apparently since the ftc block failed the cma have been talking about trying to come to a resolution where the deal could go through Mm. So, even if it means putting the the canal service onto a third party, which is still rumored to be EE currently. Yeah, but it still then raises the point that they just saw their equivalent get the shit kicked out of them in court, and they're worried yeah. that their flimsy defense that they gave is not going to hold up. So they are now trying yeah. to. Uh... And two American companies um, merging in America got. Uh, destroyed an American court case here, so yeah, yeah. I I don't think that if it went to a, uh, we know we're sticking to our guns. You aren't doing this. Uh, it would work. They would get similarly slapped down because they have weight of forty countries saying that this is not an issue, and then the FTC getting told no, this is not an issue. You can't block this. So, it it's all very against the CMA and very uh, anti-consumer of them to carry on this way. The The way they can save face now is concede quite a few things with a few of their caveats in that Microsoft can go, yes, we agree to this because it works. If they don't, uh, it's going to be a big farce. They're going to get slapped down like they did uh, like the FTC did, and then massive restructure. People are going to lose jobs. Funding is going to be cut. But at this point, it's like they they just need to fucking calm it down. Do we talk about the? Uh... No, we don't do we? I don't remember you yeah, said you. you I'm moved. just quickly looking through the podcast topics and I did find a excerpt of an email between uh, Phil and Jim Jim Ryan so apparently the deal that was originally given to Sony was 
Um, all existing Activision console titles on Sony, including all future Call of Duty franchises or any other current Activision franchise on Sony through to December 31st, 2027. But uh, from what I'm online, I haven't found anything concrete yet, but apparently the deal they Sony have now signed is just for 10 years of COD only. So when that becomes fact, we will report on that better. Yeah, it's current rumor, it's speculation, but it's just, it seems it's just because I only was basically kicking a stink up about COD. That was what the deal was about, just a 10-year COD deal. But originally, that was going to get uh, from when the merger goes through, so four, four years more of um, Activision, Blizzard games, and COD until 2027. But the reason why I think they only gave it to 2027 is because they know, obviously, because the both companies are working on the next-gen console, which mm-hmm. consoles do tend to last, what, six, maybe seven years? Yeah, and they have to renegotiate the, the terms and stuff. By well, I'm going to like just new consoles in general. We've, we've got the um, Series X now. What's yeah. the next console after the Series X? We'll X2. Like about, about six years from now? Yeah, X2, the Revenge. <laughs> yeah, Electric Boogaloo. Um, but... So when did um, Series X drop? Twenty one <coughs> was it? Twenty. It was during lockdown. Twenty so, twenty 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 one. Late twenty 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 one. Yeah. So because I got consoles life is tend to be a seven years. So literally, what that would have been is on PS five. Well, Activision's current games, past, present, and future, on until what would never be the the end of a console's lifespan. Yeah. And then they're going to kind of renegotiate the terms for the new consoles. So. This, uh, I just realised as well, this is very much... Have you ever watched any of the Red vs. Blue series? Not recently, but yes. So, Red vs. Blue uh, recreation, the the the, the re- uh, recollection collection, it's called, which is like recreation... Uh, I'm going to get the blue DVD out so I can look at it. Uh, reconstruction, recreation, and revelation. So, during that, there are, like, spoken... Um, like messages between the two heads of the departments that that have issues with each other. And I I feel like when you read the one last podcast, it was very much like in the style of uh, Chairman Hargrove from Red vs. Blue. It's like, um, fuck, what was his name? Uh, Dear Phil, I'm writing to you (laughs) to uh, extend our thing. And like, it was just hilarious. So that's what it got in my head. And then, like, this would be like, Dear Jim, I'm riding up to follow. And it's just, it's just like the two heads of the red versus blue, like, good bad guys uh, having their, uh, like, verbal sparring via, like, email or whatever. And this is what it felt like. And it just made me chuckle because I just I got that in my head then. Because this, um, this is if it's true that they've just signed for Call of Duty, they have essentially fucked themselves. But then they'll turn around and go, "Well, we didn't want that," and, and then so, so Microsoft will just go, "Here you go. Here's the documents. This is what you signed. You you never agreed to Activision titles. You agreed to Call of Duty. Maybe next time you read the paperwork better, boys. Stop trying to uh, gaslight your customers." But, yeah, that's it now, isn't it? Hopefully that's it for now. Right, let's wrap this bad boy up. Yes. So, if you want to send me a message, you can reach me on Twitter, 
at Dolphin Rapture. I'll entertain most questions on the political, religious, or racist. Don't be a dick about it. Uh, Star, you can reach me also on Twitter at Stardust2118. Same kind of questions apply. Don't be a dick. If you want to send Bob a message, you can reach them on Twitter as well at Rachie underscore Coop. Yeah, same kind of qu- questions. No, don't be an arsehole about it. And of course, uh, host uh, g 985 You can also be found on Twitter as well, or wherever you may find the Lodge Gene 985 handle. Pornhub, a few other ones out there, I think. Still waiting on that one. Yeah. Also, if you want to send a message to the Spice and Pajamas podcast Twitter handle, you can do so at SIP Podcast Crew, big S, small I, big P, lowercase podcast crew, if you have any other questions you want to give to the other Spartans. But yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that seems good. No, that's all right. <laughs> um, so yeah, hopefully we're, we're at the end of this bullshit to do with the Microsoft Activision Blizzard deal. Well, at the very latest, it'll be till the end of August. Hopefully we'll get a... Um... Well, we're mid-July now, so the next time we do podcast is beginning of August, mm-hmm. round about then, so... So it's, it's like two. It's like two more podcasts, maybe, and then it's done. I'm going to check the calendar on my computer. So, so the next one will be the second of August. Ooh, just before a very important day. So then, so actually, we've got three. So we've got the second, the twenty third, no, second, sixteenth, and thirtieth of August. Will the next three podcasts in the month? So three more podcasts. And then that should be it. We shouldn't be having to talk about this anymore. <laughs> unless unless there's some fucking magic bean fucking smoking gun thing. Which, mm. that's what the FTC was going for all along with their block. They were trying to produce this magic bullet that would stop this in its track. And they failed to do it. All they did was raise speculation. And it wasn't enough. So anyway, um, thank you very much for- and if you got this far into the podcast, I'm sorry, but thank you for being here. Yeah, yeah. yeah well done. Have yourself a cookie <laughs> or a biscuit or a piece of cake or a treat of your choice. Go and get Indeed. it out of your cupboard or order it in and enjoy yourselves for getting this far into the podcast. Uh, this has been episode 133 of the Spartans of Pajamas podcast. We'll see you all next time. Thank you very much. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Goodbye.